because I think we're good to go. What do you think, Darcy? How, do you, how are the sound levels on your end? Uh, you sound good on my end. Awesome. Am Perfect. I quiet or? No, no, okay. you sound pretty good. Okay. On that note, welcome back to the Third Wheel Podcast. At night. <sighs> I'm Caleb. I'm Darcy. And you're distracted. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had. A, are you looking for stuff to talk about today? Well, I have some stuff pulled up. I started favoriting them in my camera roll, oh, so I don't have good, yeah. to uh, scroll through thousands of photos. I dig that. Well, I had a topic for you beforehand. I've heard a couple times from people, people that I would consider, not people I would take advice from, Okay, okay but they're sitting there talking about, what, what do you think when you hear, oh, you're talking to everyone else, but you're not talking to me? What what what, what makes you, what Coming comes to your head? Coming from like a friend? No, I would say a girl who's expecting something from her significant other or a guy from their significant other or something like that. If they say like, you know, how come you're always going to them and you're not coming to me? Oh, okay. I understand your <laughs> question now. I was so confused for a second. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I had it kind of set up weird. I don't know. You didn't confirm it as a significant other. So I was like, like you're not talking to them. And Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Somebody complaining about you going to someone else and not them. Um, I mean, I I get that um, because, like, Paul, I want him to come to me with everything that's going on with him. Uh And I feel like I handle those situations really well and I'm a good listener and I give good ideas or advice or whatever's needed. Uh, But for someone that may not handle those things well, I get when the person doesn't talk to them as much mm-hmm. um like if it becomes dramatic or they start getting stressed out themselves or it like ruins their entire day um even if it has nothing to do with them i can see why a significant other would feel like they don't want to burden their person yeah I think um i've always kind of thought it was a symptom of like more controlling tendencies though yeah, and I think you've had an experience like that that you've shared on the main show with me once where they were it was more like an isolation thing where mm. it's like you're not talking to you're talking to other people instead of talking to me. Right. But but you would say there's like a you'd say there's difference then. Yeah, there's I mean there's a toxic way to do it for sure. Yeah. But there's also like a healthy understanding between each other that when you're dating, married, engaged, what have you. Mm-hmm. That you are each other's person and your go-to. Yeah, that's true. And it like can that. be hurtful when you're not. Um, but if you're not, you kind of have to figure that out. Um, is it because you guys just started dating and he or she isn't used to going to you? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and so they're just used to going to everybody else with their problems. Is it because you don't handle it well is mm. it, you know, like there, there's a bunch of different things to kind of look at and reflect on. And that's just kind of a conversation. I wasn't thinking of this when I brought it up, but that's kind of how it's what I'm going through with my girlfriend right this second with like, I'm so used to going to friends with stuff and it's like period of adjustment to have to go, I say have to, like, I, you know, I don't have to, but I want to get in the right headspace where I'm going to her first, maybe not even first, but like, you know, I don't know. Just Within like, a reasonable time. Yeah. But, <laughs> Not but, making our last on the list to check in <laughs> with. <laughs> but I wasn't even thinking about that when I brought it up. 
I had heard someone who I would consider toxic be like, yeah, he's only talking, you know, he's only talking to, you know, he's talking to other people and not talking to me. Right. Well, you know, you're kind of insufferable. (laughs) So I don't know what you want. But now that you brought it up, I want it to be where my girlfriend is like a go to, you know, and then talk it out. But I do think it depends on the situation. Say I feel a certain way about something she did or she said, you know, I think it's great to go to someone else and ask for, am I the crazy one in this? Or did I handle this okay? Or am I thinking correctly? You know, and then I'd like to, if I'm wrong, you know, I really need to hear it. Right. I mean, I do that. I do that with you whenever it comes to Paul. But like, I don't know if Paul necessarily knows that I do. I don't hide it. Is this confession time? No. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, if you're I, listening, <laughs> I don't she comes hide to me it. first, buddy. <laughs> Shut up. I don't hide it. I don't keep it a secret. But if something's going on between me and Paul and I'm having a hard time with it, I do call you because I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to communicate this. Am I crazy? <laughs> Especially with all my toxic relationships, the majority of the time I always feel like I'm the crazy one all the mm-hmm. time. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd say 90% of the time I'm very level headed in my thought process with things and I'm not being over the top with Um, it. Unless you're waiting in a food bank. (laughs) 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 That was BS. (laughs) Okay. For anyone listening (laughs) that is connected with this, (laughs) we were struggling and I was trying to figure out how to figure grocery budget for the month. And I was going to Uber my butt off so that I could make extra income. And then a church that I used to go to had a food bank and I've helped out with it a couple times. And it was so insanely like so much food that they had to beg people in the church to come through this line. Yeah. Because they're like, please, like we can't get rid of it all. It's going bad. Da da da. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go there and have them fill up my entire car because that's how they used to do it mm-hmm. you've seen it oh yeah just filled to the <laughs> brim. yeah 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 i i like laid all my seats down before i got there because mm-hmm. i was like oh i don't know if they're gonna be able to fit it my <laughs> suv you were so like, excited i was i was so excited and i was so, on the phone for this too <laughs> <laughs> the whole time yeah just about i was in line with her for yeah. however long it took <laughs> and so i get in line and i show up 30 minutes early before it starts because I'm like, okay, you know, I'll get someone in there. And we sit there forever. Mm -hmm. And I'm just losing patience. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom. I need water. I'm hungry. I didn't eat before coming because I, you know, didn't know what they're going to put in my car and I might have just snacked on that or gone to McDonald's, what have you. Was it hot? No, but like I couldn't just turn my car off. Right. Like I needed air and rolling my window down i think was too warm or uncomfortable that's what i thought and so my car is running this whole time hours and hours pass and you're stuck like there's no you can't go left you can't go right you can't reverse like you're you're stuck that first of all gave me anxiety because i was like if i have an emergency right now and i need to get going there's no way for me to leave yeah and we're just at a standstill right so yeah i'm already 
sitting here like this isn't worth it right i remember telling you that on the phone yeah. i was like even for like a car full of groceries i feel like this isn't worth it because we weren't in such dire of need for me to sit in this line for four hours to get this i thought they were gonna fill your one fill your car up and two hand you a full rack of ribs like i was yeah. thinking like just get through it and it'll be worth yeah. it because this this is a really good food bank right. that you know takes care of you right you know and everybody's in line smiling yep. and asking what I need prayer for. And it's all sweet. So I get to the front of the line. I'm like, okay, we're here. All of a sudden, they put a singular box, <laughs> the smallest box I've ever seen in my life. And mm-hmm. it has like an, a disgusting brand of cereal, <laughs> a head of lettuce. Oh, man. And like some really gross breakfast bars. And that was it. That's it. That was it. Like four hours of waiting in this stupid line, which took up my entire day, my gas money, everything for them mm-hmm. to hand me like three items. A total of five bucks worth of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Really? And I was like, okay, first of all, why do they not have somebody saying, hey, we're short, we're shorter on food than we usually are. It's not yeah. that much stuff. And why did it take that long if they were just chucking a bag of like a singular bag of groceries in the back of my car? And then like my seats are all laid down. I look dumb (laughs) pulling up. Like, do you know how dumb I felt like I looked? Oh, you're right. (laughs) My seats are laid down. I'm ready. I'm looking back with a big old smile on my face. And they're like, all right, you're good to go. I was like, what the? (laughs) Yeah, I was shocked. And I'm wondering, though, because... Maybe to them, that's the new norm because it's, it's not normally like that. So I doubt it's right. just a singular day of shortage. Right. I think they're legit, probably probably running low. But nobody, like there was no signs. Nobody said anything. Nobody was like, hey, it's going to cost you more money and gas to get this than <laughs> to go buy it. Yeah. And I was telling Paul, I was like, one thing that really made me mad about that is I'm sure there's families that are reliant oh, yeah. on that because they've been so like, mm-hmm. I don't know. What's yeah. the word? Uh, I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I'm but, reliable? Yeah. And yeah. like there's just so much like abundance. There you go. Abundance. There we go. Yeah. Okay. And so I was kind of talking to Paul. It's like that pisses me off for people like that. He was like, well, in all fairness, this has probably been a thing that's been slowly happening over time. So people sitting in. I didn't do that. I didn't do that either. Yeah. Weird. Glitch. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <clears throat> Anyways. The button's faulty. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, maybe it's been happening over time. But I was so mad. Like, it wasted four hours of my day. Right. And, like, not a single one of those things have we even really eaten because it was, like, stuff that was, like, not very edible. I, yeah, I agree. Like, a head of lettuce. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that boggles my mind. Yeah. You know? So Now, I, I do know. love salad. So, like... But you need more than just yeah. a head of lettuce. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's to stop me from going to the store and just grabbing one like an apple and just eating it? You right. Know? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to, you know what I'm trying and to then, say? And then that was like one of those situations where he, like, I started feeling like I was crazy because I was so, I was livid about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And I felt like rightfully so. And Paul was like, I mean, you're sitting here complaining about getting free food. And I was like, what? <laughs> Hey, they'd hand him the head of lettuce and say, eat this then. <laughs> Here's your lunch. <laughs> and I was like, baby, like, hang on. <laughs> Listen for a second to yeah. what you just said. Free food. It wasn't free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> no, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I thought it was going to take like an hour max. 
I know. Because I've worked the food bank before. Like, you're just doom, yeah. doom, doom, They're car, one, car, car, car. One, they fill your car up. And then two, they for, they want you to go fast. If you're yeah. not moving fast, they put you somewhere else. They put you in the box making <laughs> position, you know? Yeah. And even then, they're like, hurry up. Yeah. So I don't know what that was. I don't know. That's so weird. I wonder what's going on with that. It just so. seems like maybe that church in, in general is dying out. Mm, that's what I'm thinking. I've heard a lot of people make different complaints and leave. And like one of the things that was the most abundant part of their church is now mm-hmm. not even keeping up to... Right. So I don't know what the deal is, but whatever it is what it is. So do we get that full discussion before out the way you think? I don't know. I just, you brought <laughs> up a trauma. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's another thing. Trauma. Oh yeah. <laughs> Have you been around the people that call like everything trauma? Have we talked about this on this show I don't before? think we have, but let's get into it. Cause like I, there's part of me that feels like maybe we could have, we might've talked about it, but maybe not. You know, I don't mind being a little repetitive on this show. That's fair. We're funny enough to make it, like, give it a variety spin. That's fair. So, well, why don't you start? So, I have a question for you. Oh, please hit me. If you were to have to, like, Webster Dictionary write this, what would your definition of trauma be? Definition of trauma. I am Miriam Webster writing out this definition (laughs) here. Okay, there's a big book, and it's missing a definition on trauma. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. I'd have to define that by, I guess, looking at a trauma response. So whenever I have a trauma response, I'll either freeze up or I'll start reliving the moment in my head and I'll start freaking out uh, and I kind of shut down. So for me... So are you talking anything that uh, gives you like a fight or flight response? Yes, much? that kind of triggers you. Or like um, if you have to relive it in your head, then it makes you... Yeah, fight or flight type thing. Something that's a painful memory that just really sticks with you and can affect how you talk to people, how you perceive things, stuff like that. Stuff you might need to go to therapy for. Something that makes you think differently, fight or flight, or have to make you get personal help, I guess, something like that. So So, probably very different from what you're going to say. Well, as you were talking, so what pops into my head, I didn't know what definition I would give it. But a word that popped in my head would be like life altering. That's like, an that's an easier way to say what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if you trip over your your shoeless ah, shoeless your shoeless shoelace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you trip over your shoelace and scrape your knee, that's not trauma. Like you get up, it heals, you it brush is for it some off. People, uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna get into. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Take that hip cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, if you trip over your shoe and bonk your head on the cement and it gives you a concussion Mm. and now you live differently because of it or you know you're scared to walk in tennis shoes ever again because like if you hit your head in the same spot you'll die you know like i don't Mm. know just that was like silly but like something life-altering something that causes you to think differently about situations react differently to situations replay things um you know like that yeah life altering that's way better yeah so um but yeah because i've i just kind of like i don't know if it's this generation up like this upcoming generation but it's just like you hear trauma 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 yeah, my, my dad yelled at me that was traumatizing mm-hmm. no i mean 
Like your dad just got like emotional. Now, if your dad beat the crap out of you and smashed her face into the wall, I yeah. get you. But from him raising his voice at you, this one isolated yeah. incident, no, that is not trauma. I can understand you being surprised. Like right. if your dad's not one who normally yells and then he yells at you under a specific circumstance, maybe it has nothing to do with you, but when it takes you aback. Right. And maybe they're re- maybe they're t- replacing being startled with I've been traumatized. <laughs> right. May- I felt differently than I felt before. Trauma. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's definitely not life altering. Right. But the word trauma is being thrown around quite yeah. a bit. I will not lie to you. Especially nowadays with feminist stuff going on. And right. it's just like, you know, everything he did with trauma, yeah. everything he did with traumatizing. Right. You know what I mean? Like just because somebody's like mean to you yeah. or rude doesn't mean they like traumatize right. you. That and you also have to be careful with people that want to throw trauma at all the men in their life, I would say. Yeah. So if you come across someone who's like, Yeah, my dad traumatized me and then they say my you know, my family traumatized me. And then you start seeing, okay, that's weird. You know, maybe they just had a bad family, okay? But then they're like, well, my ex traumatized me. And then my other ex tra- And it's just like, every for some reason, everyone is traumatizing you. Right. You have to, that's kind of like a red flag. You need to like really raise a few eyebrows here. Right. And start taking a closer look at, you know, people. Well, it's but- like that one guy that I dated that was like a total butthead and talked about unaliving himself. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say that he was traumatizing to me. Yeah. He didn't make me live my life differently after right. that relationship. Yeah. Was he like saying triggering things? Mm-hmm. Yes. Was he being a total, you know, piece of crap about me breaking up with him? And was there a lot of fear involved in that situation? Yes. But he like I'm not traumatized from it. Yeah. Now, the guy that passed away that I dated he traumatized mm. the crap out of me. And it um, affected kind of your dating life going it af- forward. It affected everything. Yeah. I mean, from the type of people I was around, the music, I like even down to the music I listened to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And like we were even, I was talking with Faith earlier because my Spotify wrapped came up as mm-hmm. the most popular music I listened to is Christian and country. She was starting to give me crap. She was like, why do you listen to the two worst genres out there? And I was like, well, I listen to Christian music because I love Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> and then well, hold on explain country right <laughs> and so I was, I was going into that and i was like i listen to country music because it's the only thing that doesn't have any like triggers tied to it mm-hmm. i hated country my whole life i never listened to it yeah. and then becoming an adult i heard it and i was like oh this doesn't make me feel a certain way when i listen to it mm-hmm. and the only time i've heard country music was when my parents were getting along with each other when i was a little kid and They would just, you know, laugh with each other and be sweet. And that's when I remember, like, things in life being good. And so the only association I have with country music is good. If I hear Mm. pop music, sometimes a certain beat takes me to a certain place, sometimes rap. It's just, like, it it makes me feel gross the way they talk. I I feel disgusting listening to it now. Really? Um, Oh, shoot. Whoops. (laughs) I just got into it. I've been playing it every time you're in the car. (laughs) Whoops. Well, well, I mean, there's certain stuff. Like, I don't – I'm not – as easily triggered anymore now that my life is getting further and further away from all the trauma i've went through there's less triggering actions i can listen to you know the radio and a song come up that i've heard before and be okay yeah i'm not gonna have a mental breakdown but like they're in the beginning when i was trying to find 
who I was. It's hard not to compare to yourself to other people, though, because you and I have been through some bad stuff. Right. You, you've been through some really bad stuff. I have also been through some bad stuff, but... I think that's why it irks right. me so bad that people just, like, and that's the trauma, thing. trauma, 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 like, right. no. Right. No. Now, that's one thing, but then we also, we have talked about this, where people say, and I believe them, I believe that they were traumatized, but I wouldn't have said it was anything worth being traumatized over, but because they have been either babied their whole life or nothing bad has happened to them their whole life, to them, this was trauma. Right. You know, like uh, I brought up that one time that kid that was at the young, not young adults, but students at church that I was going to at the time when we were kids. And he got up on stage and was like, you know, my parents divorced. And he's like crying. And I believe, I believe <laughs> right. him. This was the worst thing that's ever happened to him. I believed it. Right. And I believe for him that it was, was very, yes, yeah. it was like a big deal for him. Right. right. But me who parents divorced when I was 12 and dad was beating us. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I was like, that, like, like, why are you crying, bro? Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, and it, it's just different for him. Like, I believe that's how he feels. Like, this is like something he might not, one, the future's looking very bleak. And two, he doesn't know how he's going to recover from it. And, you know, I can empathize with him because I've been there. But at the same time, I'm like, to, to him, this was life shattering. And for me, it was like, you know, oh, man's Monday again. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, for you, whenever you hear someone crying about getting divorced, your thought is like, man, I wish my parents did get divorced. <laughs> like, you're the lucky one. You get two Christmases. And, right. <laughs> and all that, You know what I mean? And then when you say that, when you make a joke like that, my response isn't be like, oh, my God, you're bringing up trauma. You're right. traumatizing me. It's it's like, huh, it was nice to have two Christmases. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just so different. So, for you know, I, I give a little bit of leniency on people that actually haven't been through something when to them, you they're, they feel like they're traumatized. I'll give a little bit of leeway right. there. How do you explain the people? Because, I mean, unless they're just lying about things, how do you explain the people that have been through hard things but still paint everything as this big trauma picture? But they have been through things? They have, but they're still like doing the thing where it's like... Mm -hmm. So everything's traumatizing. Yeah, everything. They want attention. Yeah. I think is what it is. But when you use the word trauma, there's a it does draw sympathy, mm. empathy, all the stuff that you kind of want. Attention. All the thieves. Yes, all the thieves. <laughs> okay. It, draws, it does draw that kind of attention. And I think that's part of what... I think that's 99% of it. People that are actually traumatized... People that are actually victimized, for the most part, they don't really want attention unless right. I'm unless I'm wrong. Like, feel free to correct me on that, but I don't advertise what life was like growing up with my biological dad. That's not what I start a conversation with. That's not you know. I don't tell people. I don't. I you know my girlfriend. I told her all that stuff, but I don't bring it up every time I see her. Like you know, right? Um, same with you. Like that's not you don't bring it up to get attention. You'll bring it up in a in a group setting when we're at church, when we're when we're all sharing stuff and we're sharing traumas or we're sharing bad stuff that happened. Then you'll you'll bring it up and talk about it. I mostly have to share mine because of the jokes I make. But, yeah, <laughs> and and. and Right. If, <laughs> you know? if, if nobody knew what I went through and they heard yeah. my humor, they'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So, but for your, the answer to your question is like, I think they just want attention because they, they want that to be not just their identity, but why, but how, why people 
I don't know, surround them and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my. You're so brave. Right. You know, you're, you're, oh, my God. You're still standing after that. You're so strong. You're a strong woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hated that so yeah. much. I just, I don't like reactions at all. Am I, but am I wrong? So, like, if, you, if you've really been through something, right, you don't want that attention, really. Maybe. But, I don't know, because everybody's so different. Some people going through that stuff, like, because they didn't have attention, that is the way they get it. That's true. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't say that like every nobody that's ever been traumatized would want to broadcast it because, I mean, yeah. people, you know, you look at people that are um, self-harming sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, like, are they going around being like, woohoo, look at me? <laughs> like, no. But Not like a, a lot of times that is like a cry for help and attention yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so maybe somebody kind of acting that way is doing the same thing where they're trying to paint this like victim lifestyle that they've had and like they want help right but they don't know how to ask for it so instead they just get babied there's someone on facebook that i kind of follow and they're always complaining about they they need help they need blah 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 no one's helping them no one cares about them i know people that have reached out to this person and been like hey here's what you can do it's free Blah, blah, you know, here's all the stuff you can do, but when it requires, it requires a little work on their end. They got to set up an appointment. They got to go. They got to do all this stuff. And then they just won't do it. But then they'll get back on Facebook and be like, you know, oh my gosh, what was me? I can't, you know, I'm depressed. This is blah, blah, you know, and it's just, again, it's just attention. Yeah. I, that's what I think of those people. Because like, especially their... whenever, after my boyfriend died, I had our, my lock screen still as me and him together. Yeah. And I didn't want to change it. And so people would ask, like, oh, who is that? And I'd be like, oh, it's my boyfriend. And, like, they'd, they'd keep asking questions. Mm -hmm. And so eventually it got to a point where I was like, well, you know, <laughs> He's like, he, we're not technically together anymore. And then they'd mm -hmm. be like, why are you? And I'd be like, well, like, he's not around. <laughs> you know, like, I tried to, like, not say it. And then eventually yeah. it was like, he passed away. We were still together. So I wanted to leave him on my lock screen. Yeah. And then the second people were like, oh, I was like, no, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. Like, I am fine. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Like, was I like, no, but like, I didn't want people to be like, oh, you poor thing. I Like, I hated that. I'm like, can we just act like this isn't a big deal? I'm tired of people encouraging me to like sit in some, you know, mopey attitude because my life has been horrible. Right. Like, I just want to be a normal person after this event. Mm. I just want to be a real girl. Right. <laughs> and like, I don't know, maybe you could say like, it, but from an outside perspective, maybe somebody would see my lock screen and be like, oh, she just wants attention. Mm -hmm. She just wants people to ask her about her boyfriend. Yeah. And like, it wasn't that. I just, I couldn't change it. You right. Know? I don't know. There are those people, as, as ridiculous of a scenario as that is, someone looking at your lock screen to your phone and being like, they just want attention. Like, <laughs> why can't my lock screen be me and my girlfriend? Right. You know what I mean? But there, there are people that are like that, that are just like nosy. And then when they find what they're looking for, they're like, oh my gosh, why do you have this? Yeah. yeah you know, so it, that's what it is. It's attention. Yeah. It's what it is. And how you respond to your trauma is up to you, right? If that's what you want to do, there are people that do, that draw that attention to themselves, but they're doing good work. They're speaking encouragement. They're speaking. But the people that just want to draw sympathy and empathy and pats on the back for being so strong, right. people that make that their whole identity, and they don't really give any useful advice, 
They don't they don't help people. They just talk about mm, it because it gives yeah. them attention. They just want to say it because it gets a lot of I'm sorry's and right. I'm uh, your compliments. You're brave. You know that they they don't deserve you. You know that that's all it is. It's I nothing. still remember realizing that my life wasn't normal. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like whenever I just got to that age and I just like talk about things I've been through and people were like, "Wow," I'm like, "Oh, like nobody's died." Mm-hmm. in your life and they're like i mean like my grandma right and then it's like oh nobody like abused you and they're like no i mean mm-hmm. like you know me and my girlfriend got in arguments sometimes and she called me like this name and then it's like oh nobody you know and it's just like going down the list and there was so many people that didn't have stuff like that happen to them yeah i was jaw dropped i thought they were the weird ones yeah like i was like there's no way that you just had like a good life. Yeah, there was a kid I remember talking to. I want to say I've done that too, but I can't think of an example. But I, I know a kid who did that. He was describing a just like he he had a really cool pocket knife. I think he was like he had to have been like ten or eleven. He was really young, and I, at the time I was like fourteen, fifteen. And I was listening to him talk. He was showing me his pocket knife, and it was cool. And everyone was like, "That's a really cool pocket knife." He's like, "Yeah, I got it from my dad, but he gave it to me without my mom's permission." So then my mom, and he's like, they're divorced. He's playing with the knife. And they get they fight a lot. But, you know, and they got an argument over why I have this knife when I'm so young. And he just kind of, he was just kind of trauma dumping without realizing. He started going into details about their fights and it it, it getting kind of physical. But he didn't, he didn't say it in like a sympathy kind of way. Right. He just didn't know how to talk. And he didn't know how to talk about stuff that was clearly affecting him yeah. <laughs> and traumatizing him. But he didn't. Like, he was clearly growing up in a broken household that was, like, really kind of pulling on his mental thing, but he didn't realize it. And he's going on about this stuff. He's not telling a funny story. He's not telling an engaging story. He's just kind of letting out what he's kind of keeping in his own head. And it was really kind of sad to see, Yeah, you know? But I was 14, so what was I going to do? Oh, let me recommend you a counselor. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? But it was, I, I noticed, I had at that point been through enough with my own dad to be like, okay, I actually know what's going on, but I got nothing to say. <laughs> you know, One I- thing that, well, I mean, it didn't help that I was in a program with like hundreds of girls that had like the hardest lives. You yeah. know what I mean? Every now and then you got somebody where they were like, my mom sent me here because I'm too depressed. And we were like, the f- like, yeah. <laughs> go well, home. Must be, yeah, it must be nice. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Like, all you got to do is start being happier for your parents to take you home. That must be nice. <laughs> did, did, I tell you, um, did I tell you about the one time we did, like, a drama camp at the at a church we were at, and they were t- they were, we had to do skits. And somebody wrote a skit on parents that got in a fight in front of their kids. Did I tell you this story? No. Okay. So that it, was a, it was supposed to be, like, um, I don't remember why this was written, but it was one where... We had two adult actors, and they got in a fight. And the the skit after that was uh, where, that was supposed to flex our acting was the kids talking to each other after the fight. And I remember the original plot was after the fight, the parents left, and we had to t- we had to act out our response to it. And then that was it. That was the end of it. Once we all came to our little conclusion at the end of the skit, 
Well, the people that wrote it were like, man, once they saw it, like acted out, they're like, this is like really dark. You know what I mean? Like, let's <laughs> okay. go ahead. Let's go ahead and add a happy ending to it. So they added an ending where the dad came back and apologized. And I, and I actually, I'm, I'm not lying. I, I think I was 11 and I raised my hand. I was like, that, this isn't realistic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, yeah, trauma is a real thing. You can spot it. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be as as much of a douche and say you can tell when people are faking it. You can't always tell. Right. And sometimes they did do something that they actually perceive as trauma or they've been through something. But you can tell who's just doing it for attention and who actually wants to talk about it to help people. You know what I mean? Yeah. We use it to help people and also tell, like you said, really funny jokes. I think we're really good at that. <laughs> but there are those that just really want that pat on the back to be told everything. You know, they're they're great. They're so strong for coming through it. Um, that is definitely not me because I don't like compliments. So, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's any fair. other thoughts on that? Do you think the people that do the trauma, trauma, trauma thing to everything, like, realize? No. You don't think so? Not at all. You they're, think they, like, fully think their whole life they, is yeah, the worst that yeah. it could be? Mm-hmm. 100%. They are clueless to how... What, what's the word? It's not dumb. <laughs> they're not dumb. <laughs> but they're clueless. They, ignorant. They, yeah, they, they're ignorant. There you go. That's a good one. Not self-aware. Yeah. They lack self-awareness. They're ignorant to their issues. Because like, any amount of attention sinking like that to where that's all you want is not healthy. And they're oblivious. Have you never been like a big attention seeker? Never. Uh, was there I mean, even when I was in high school? Yeah, right. That was, well, it's childish, right? And when I was twenty, what snapped you out of it? Uh, I don't know. So, well, the attention I won when I was twenty was a lot different than when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. The attention I won when I was in my twenties was from like men, and like inappropriately, right? Not necessarily just somebody like paying attention to me, but okay like that okay and then um i was proud of it too i was so proud of it like and I, I don't know why i was sticking my middle finger to like <laughs> the stereotype the stereotype yeah. that you know women are the emotional ones and they can't have casual hookups and da 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 and so it was like me like sticking up my my little finger to it and being like, ha ha ha, <laughs> I won. And like, yeah. what did I win? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, you thankfully any... I didn't win an STD, but, you know? <laughs> um, well, you know, I promise you none of the other guys were upset about it either. So, <laughs> right. You know, I'm sure it was always only fine. women giving me crap. Men were on my side. They're like, heck yeah. <laughs> let me, of course let me help you out there. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, jealous women were giving you crap. Yeah. No one, no one who actually wanted to help you was giving you crap. People right. that were jealous of the attention you were getting were giving you crap for it. Right. And that's that's what it is, too. I think people get jealous. They get jealous of that type of confidence. And, you know, so then, then they have to, they can't play the same card you're playing where it's like, I'm just going to be cool and therefore you are cool. So when, See, would you call that confidence, though, or would you call that insecurity? Oh, no, definitely it comes from insecurity. But I'm talking about like... On my end, though. Yeah, like I, I like had this like false confidence where like I went up to anyone anywhere. 
but I had this insecurity of people not loving me or me not being able to love someone else the way right. that needed to happen. I didn't date people. I didn't go for serious things. I didn't get yeah. attached. I wasn't talking about you in that instance. Like I'm not talking about people that are like the naysayers. They're not mm. naysaying because they want to help you and you're actually screwing your life up. Right. They're upset because you're getting all the attention. Mm. <laughs> and so since they can't play that same card that you have where you just do what you want to do and people respect you for it. Right. Right. So they got to turn to the, well, I'm traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the card they have to play. And it works yeah. for them. They get the attention they want. When I was 16, though, I, I was going crazy over attention. I was really big with self-harming. Uh, I still have like a lot of scars on my arms and then a big old gash on my thigh. And like, I don't know, there was a part of it where it was like I didn't, want people to know but like i kind of did mm -hmm. like i wanted people to understand that like i was hurting yeah. um i starved myself so that I was skinnier and oh yeah um i would make like a big deal about it that was like probably like the number one thing i was like after was attention whenever i was 16 but that's high school and there's some people that can't grow out of that yeah and the adult version of wanting that type of attention is i have trauma i've been mm. abused same people that throw the word abuse around i've right. been abused yeah nonstop. and it's just like either you keep picking the wrong person because you're not good at picking a person or you're lying or you just think everything's abuse because right. you haven't actually been through anything. I think it was mostly like the attention that I was trying to get was because I needed help and I didn't know how to ask for it. Mm -hmm. Kind of like I was saying with the the people that call everything trauma. Right. Um, and like my only way I knew how to do that was to act out. And like nobody ever tried to help me. Mm -hmm. It was really confusing for me as a teenager. And it's really confusing for me as an adult to kind of look back and be like, why did nobody see that? Yeah. You know, why did nobody notice me? How did I get by for so long living such a destructive lifestyle and everybody just like acted like it didn't happen? Mm -hmm. You know, you mean in high school or just in life now? In high school, well, mostly in high school. I mean, I don't have those need that need for attention or that cry for help or was anything. It, I mean, maybe there and was... I'm an adult now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if if I need help, then it's my responsibility to go get it. Right. But like as a teen, right? You don't have that option. Was there a lot of opportunity for people to see you, or were you in like a big school? Like, what what do you think? Uh, I mean, I was I was in a big school, but I was also going to church. I had different youth leaders. Oh, okay, yeah, like. And our church wasn't very big. I think it was smaller than the church we're currently going to. Hmm. Possibly. Maybe okay. uh, maybe a similar size. Maybe smaller. I don't okay. Know. And I mean, there was my parents, friends, family, like what have you. And it was just like, I don't know. I don't know how there was like nobody that like saw me. Yeah. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because um, I was doing a lot to be seen. Right. Yeah. You didn't hide it from adults? Mm-mm. Okay. I was very, like, in your face about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe okay, either they didn't care or maybe you were just a lost cause. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I think that people just thought lost cause, maybe. Right. And I don't know how I'd react, to be honest with you. I might tell a superior, but a superior would be like, that's just Darcy, bro. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And like, look, dude, like, no, no, you're not going to reach that one. She's too far gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, she is, she's here on Wednesdays for students and then 
Thursday through Tuesday, <laughs> she, <laughs> she is doing her own thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And that's like, I don't know, that's why I want to work with the youth so bad. Like, yeah. that's just where my heart is. Like, I, I want to be able to give to somebody else what I needed then. Because I know what it is. You know what I mean? And I, I get everybody's different, you know, like where I might have ne- needed a hug. Somebody might not want to be touched. I'm not talking like specifics like that. Yeah. But like I, I understand what they're needing and what they're asking for. I've always kind of wondered when I was growing up in students in middle school stuff in high school, uh, I went to a small enough church to where whenever the pastor said, yeah, very few times I've had to tell people not to come back. And I'm sitting here like, what could that kid have done to where you're kicked out of church as a kid and like you can't come back? I right. want to know. You know what I mean? That's always baffled me because I, I did see some people that did get kicked out. And I was like, you know, I, I thought what they did wasn't that bad, right? Right. So I don't know. And I've seen people that should definitely have not have been there. There. So it's see, that's I kind didn't of, get kicked out. Right. Um. So I guess you didn't do anything that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I don't know. They like I said, it was like they just ignored it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't like acting up in church. I was still. I was surprisingly still like fairly respectful of adults. Yeah. Which is why I genuinely think if I had even one good person in my life, it would have turned out a lot differently. Because mm-hmm. I, I never had like a disrespect for adults in general. You know, if you told me to sit down, I wasn't going to fight you on it. Yeah. I just did whatever could be destructive to myself. Well, that's why I asked, like, did you hide it from them? Maybe not intentionally, but were, did you just never give them <laughs> a reason to look? Uh, uh-uh. there was no way I could hide it. I was showing up to church, black and blue in my face. Oh no! Like bruised up, black eyes, <laughs> shoe prints in my forehead. Yeah, no, there was no hiding what I was doing. I was, yeah. There are those that sleep in a car and say they're showed traumatized. up to church high, <laughs> drunk, yeah. what have you. Yeah, I'm and I'm saying. like 15, 16, like people knew. Okay, well that's shame on them then. Yeah, because that's ridiculous. <laughs> right. That's why it's like, because whenever I was speaking with the people at church and they're like, what's your heart for? And I was like, the too far gone and like put it in quotations because I was like, I was one of those people. And now I live in love like Jesus, you know, like I I know it's possible and I would love to show them like, hey, I was you and I'm here. So this is a possible place to get to. Yeah, you know, very much so. um, It took me a while to stop crying on my birthdays because I would just be so shocked I made it that far. Yeah. That's totally fair. 18 through 21. Mm-hmm. I just have huge bursts of tears and everything because I'm like, what? Yeah. Especially on my 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. And then like part of it was fear too because I was like, I didn't plan to make it this far. What yeah. do I do now? Mm-hmm. You know, now that I'm trying to get better and healthy, where do I go from here? I dropped out of ninth grade. Mm-hmm. I, you know, did all these drugs. I did all this destructive stuff to my body. Like, what do I do? Yeah, that does baffle me. Yeah. I, how did you get away with it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have zero record. Yeah. I have no record on me. No, no juvie, no jail, no nothing. Juvie doesn't count. I mean, it, it does while you're in high school, but once you're in high school, it's like, Got to be trading as an adult. Oh, so, really? Yeah. None of that stuff actually shows up on your record record. Gotcha. I got caught by cops, too. They mm-hmm. would just let me go. That was nice of them. <laughs> They'd give me a warning, and I'd be like, I'll never do it again. And then, like, three hours later, I was like, 
That is crazy <laughs> to me. Yeah. Because I knew people in the private school I was at that got caught with beer in their trunk and they were like, you know, oh man, you just lost your valedictorian, blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah. and it's like, my get like the heavy consequences, dude. Like, I mean, the job I'm currently doing, I have to have a spotless record. Yeah. You know, so like a lot of my life, like what, because I, I feel like I'm following God's plan on my life right now pretty well. Yeah. And a lot of it that I've done would require no record. Especially right. working with kids. You can't have a record around kids. But the times you were caught and they let you go, that's what baffles me because yeah. I see people that are good rule followers break the rule once yeah. and it's like, oh, that's it. Take Send them up the river. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That was most of the reason why I was never scared of getting caught. It was because they just let you go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't know, dude. <laughs> I ain't never got to have a speeding ticket before, though. <laughs> That's true. They, they want to write those, yeah, I guess. <laughs> they, were, they were freaking douches about that. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Especially in this city. <laughs> I know. This city's the worst. It is pretty bad. Um, they'll, they'll spot your sticker expired 10 minutes ago mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and pull you over and give you a ticket. So, I don't know. Do you, do you think we've got time for a good story in 14 minutes? Oh, geez, 14 minutes. This one's pretty short. All so, right. full context. We've we've had Robert and Bill on here before. Oh, hold on. Lovely Let, people. Let's explain this to the audience real quick. Darcy's in a Facebook group that gives terrible marriage and dating advice. Yes. Christians come in with their not very Christian problems, and they get not very Christian responses from Christians. So, <laughs> bless you. And now, All continue. Right. What's All this right. submission? <laughs> post so bill thomas we've seen him all over and he made a post and he said do you want to make your children weak or strong yes (laughs) (laughs) all i heard was jackpot (laughs) score if you will um and so everybody's going on about being a stupid question all that like obviously the answer is you want your children strong hold on wait that was a whole question yeah oh we'll read it again because i thought there was more I thought that was the title. (laughs) Do you you want to make your children weak or strong? Okay. So people are like, this is an obvious answer, right? I know the answer to this one, teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Robert comes in and he said, uh, if you make your children's life too easy, they will become weak. And Bill said, exactly. So I just want to know, what do you think about that? What do you think he's saying here? Do you think he's saying you need to purposely make your children's lives harder so that they cannot be weak kids? Because that's what it comes across to is me. All right. Let's let's slow down a bit. Okay. What do you think prompted this question? What do you think Bill's what do you think Bill saw where he was like, you know what? I'm about to hop into yeah. ChristianMingle.com and ask this question on the bulletin board. Okay. <laughs> so Bill, I th- I'm thinking Bill, who's probably single, is he not? Do you know? Does he have a girl in he his has profile? A wife. Oh no. Okay, so Bill is barren and can't have kids. So he <laughs> went to a, fr- to a friend's house and saw a healthy parent probably uh, giving their kid a reward for doing something they were told to do. And Bill was like, oh, no. We don't reward children in my house yeah. if, if I had kids, right? Right. And so he came home. He's like, oh, I just kids these days are being so pampered and babied. And yeah. so then he typed in there. Instead, he didn't bring full context to what he saw. He just said, 
Would you raise your kids weak or strong? What do you prefer? <laughs> right. Right. Does that make sense? He probably saw like all the like gentle parenting yeah. ads about yeah. here's how to not yell at your kids and counseling. Yeah. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Right. You know. So yeah, that's probably depression. What Just yeah. stop being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like that kind. Yeah. Is it is it Bill or Bob? Bill. Bill. Okay. So Bill. So you asked me, what do I think he's saying? Is he saying to make make your kid's life harder? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever I read that, like that, that was kind of what made me screenshot it because uh, Robert comes in and just says, "If you make your children's life too easy, they will become weak." So yes, Robert is saying, "Well, sheesh." And Bill agrees with him. Well, how far is Robert supposed to go? Right. He's saying, "If you make it too easy, so you want it to be easy, but not too easy." <laughs> you know, like <laughs> right. I don't want. I don't want to put my kids in the hospital the same way my dad did. Okay. So I'm going to hit them, but not hard enough to put them in the hospital. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, I want them to eventually stand up to me and beat me up someday, you know, <laughs> which I was never afforded the opportunity to do with my dad. <laughs> right. Is that a fair goal? <laughs> According to Robin Bill. Well, it's like, here's my thing. The world is messed up, okay? Like, your children aren't going to make it in the world if they're weak anyways. (laughs) Like, it's not your job to make their life harder. Life will do that on its own. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's what people who cry trauma all the time do. Right, (laughs) right. That's how they make it. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like, there's, like, I'm just, I'm confused. How do you make your children's life less easy Yeah. in a way that, like, is there a way that you could possibly explain how to make your kid's life less easy in a good and positive and functional way as a Christian? Yeah. Let me let me play devil's advocate to Bill. Okay. Maybe maybe he just explained it wrong. Maybe he saw something. Maybe he saw a parent give in to a kid who cried really loud, and then the parent just gave him what they wanted. Will that make the kid weak? Yeah. Maybe, maybe weak's the wrong word. Spoiled, entitled, used right. to crying and getting what they want. Not good. Maybe that's what Bill saw, and he's like, and instead of asking that in the forum, he got on there and said, weak, strong, you know, and then Robert, who's on the same wavelength, has the same amount of brain cells as Bill, came in and was like, yeah, if you don't mess your kids up, then what are you doing, you know? So, where was I going with that, you ask? Well, I don't quite fully understand (laughs) myself, but... (laughs) So, playing devil's advocate, maybe it'll jog my memory here. Do you need me to re-ask my question? Yeah, please. <laughs> okay. Is there a way as a Christian that you can make your child's life less easy in a healthy and productive way? Yes. You can tell your kids no. You can discipline them when they do wrong or when they are disobedient or when they are acting up. And that will, in a way, humble them. It'll teach them right, right from wrong and that type of stuff. But as far as making your life their life hard... No. Did did Robert say too easy? Is that what he said? Yeah. If you baby them, I would say that's a healthy way of saying you're making their life too easy. 
in the context of this conversation where you're talking about weak and strong and he's like, oh, don't make it too easy. Like, <laughs> right. I'm not talking about what Robert and Bill are on. <laughs> Whatever page they're on, I, I don't agree with. <laughs> okay. I don't know what they're trying to say, but I'm not for it, whatever it is. Right. Because right. in my head, I'm just picturing, I'm like, what do you do? Like, do you just yeah. trip them as they're going down the hallway? Yeah. I can't have it too easy around yeah. here, bucko. You, you, put a, you build a locker that you'd see in a school to put it in your garage. <laughs> and, then, yeah, and then you pick them up and put them in and then have them figure out how to get out like you would in a normal school. You know what I mean? That's the kind of wavelength I'm getting from right. Bill and Rob here. Yeah. You know, okay, yeah, Lord forbid they have kids someday. <laughs> but yes, there is a health. I, I think teaching them right from wrong, disciplining them when they act up or, or disobedient, like, yes, do all those things. But I don't see... Kids are supposed to have it easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, there there are kids that work to support their parents. And that's not cool. Right. That's not right. That's not It's okay to be sensitive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like being sensitive and emotional is not like a weak thing and I think no. that they're very much like the toxic men right. men where they're like boys don't cry, you know. I don't think that's what Rob saw though. I'm sorry, uh, Bill. I don't think that's what Bill saw. Mm. I don't think that's I don't think he's putting that much thought like we are into what he said. <laughs> I think he just saw something he didn't like and was like, ah, weak children. Would you yeah. want your kids weak or is that just him? You know? I will say, like, I I definitely get there this generation's very interesting and it very is. um offended yes. by everything. Mm-hmm. And like I was even telling Paul and I was like, what's up with all of this like severe anxiety you know what i mean because like we were ordering at a restaurant i was having zero problems all that and i I told paul i was like man i'm so glad that i don't get anxious with social interactions because i know people that won't even go eat at a restaurant because they're too anxious to order through their server and have like a personable interaction Mm -hmm. and i was like how did this happen like this you don't see that in other generations. Right. Is this just the result of being an iPad kid? Yeah. I that's it, it's a big part of it, I bet you. Right. So they're so young to disassociate themselves from reality. Yeah. They're so glued to their tablet that they don't have to interact with other people. You have kids that like will just wear headphones everywhere because they can't handle any amount of noise. Uh-huh. You know, and it's like you don't you don't see that with other adults. Right. I, I like to choose to put headphones on to wait at the airport because I want to, not because <laughs> right. I'm scared and I don't, I don't want anyone to come up to me and right. like you know if someone asks me a question, I hope nobody asks me a question because I just I just freeze up like no, right? You know, previous generations had people like that, and there's nothing wrong being one of those people. You know, you're figuring out what works for you. You're trying to figure out how to cope with your, you know, mental disabilities you got, what have you. But you're pointing out the uptick in how many of those individuals there are now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it's kind of rare to see that for the most part. But you look at the younger generation, go walk into a classroom and you're going to spot like five people like that. Maybe it's maybe it's not good then to be like that. Maybe that is a result of bad parenting. And maybe it always was, but there wasn't as much of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I really just I I think it's a result from from social media, yeah, from devices, mm-hmm. from all of this stuff. Because like my generation doesn't really quite have that, and we're uh, on the border, right, 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 right. We're right on the line of it's about to happen. But you look at that technology boom, and everything after that, yeah, is where you start seeing a lot of this, yeah. 
And some people are like, oh, it's just because we're more aware now. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Not at all. Like, are, are there what? people that I know as an adult that struggle with severe depression and have no idea? Yes. Right. Yes, we are more aware of that now. Yeah. But, like, the insanity of what it's at, mm-hmm. like, that's not just us becoming aware all of a sudden. Something caused that to happen. Do you think... Back to your original question, I guess. Do you think there's a healthy way to address that to where you're not making their life harder, but you're, um, you know, helping your kids grow in a healthy way and maybe as a Christian too? Are you talking about the people with those anxiety disorders? No, or are you talking in general. In general. In general. Um, I mean, there there's certain stuff. Um, I think you, that... There's a healthy balance between protecting your kids and uh, letting your kids be exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had zero exposure growing up mm-hmm. and zero talks. My parents didn't tell me about anything going on in life, and I figured it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there would have been a, a good amount of healthy exposure to say, hey, this is some stuff that happens between guys and girls sometimes, and this is how, and this is why, and you know, da da da. But I never got that, so I went and yeah. figured it out on my own. Mm. Um, there, and like over sheltering your kid, in my opinion, is like making it too easy. Yeah, very um, much so. And I, I have that mentality when it comes to faith because sometimes she's like, "Can I go?" to this person's house. I'm like, I don't know their parents. I've, yeah. I haven't met them. Da, 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 da. And I'm like going through all these like anxious things where I'm like thinking of the worst possible case scenario <laughs> that could ever happen. I'm like, okay, like I, she, she's going to need to be able to breathe. <laughs> and yeah. you know, like I just have to let, like let some things just go. And if bad things happen, like God forbid. Um, but you know, then it'll get handled, but you can't just have this tight grip on them where they can't go anywhere, do anything, have friends, spend the night, what have you, because of your personal fear. Yeah. And that, in my opinion, is too easy there. And there's something to say about it being the other way where you're too hands off. Mm -hmm. I think that's also a big problem. Like there, there is a problem with the, I hurt myself. Well then walk it off or the, you know, oh man, these kids really beat me up. Like, you know, well, did you fight back? Did you win? Right. Well, you know, then you, you big wuss. Like, you know, you know what right. I mean? I think there's a lot to say in the wrong direction Where on both it's ways. Like, um, Paul, okay, so a good example is Paul's little sister, Shy. Mm. She cries about everything. Yeah. Like, if she goes to get ice and she wants two cubes of ice and a third one falls in, she'll cry about it. Mm. I don't, I don't do that. Right. I don't put up with it. Yeah. I'll, I'll straight up tell her. I'll be like, if you're going to cry like that, like go to your room. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. You know, like there's just certain stuff where you just like don't have empathy in those situations. But you're do they like, stop come on they, now. Do they stop when they don't get that attention? Yes. And that's what it is. It's an attention seeking. Yep. And so like the second I, I blow it off, I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you can go up to your room. And then they stop. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because they're not really sad. They just want attention. Right. Bringing it full circle as we close out. If you don't give the, <laughs> if you don't give the people that circle. cry trauma, if you don't give them the attention, guess what? You tell them to go up to their room and cry about it on their own. They'll stop. <laughs> Suddenly, it's not trauma anymore, is it, Darcy? <laughs> it's attention. <clears throat> A special message from the Third World Podcast at night. If you're offended by anything we said, maybe you're the problem. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Good night, <laughs> we'll guys. See, we'll see you next time. <laughs>